You're listening to She of the Wild, growing our souls through creativity with Beth Mori. That's me! SheavetheWild.com, and I have an episode today for you about why we need your art now more than ever. Warning, this is a bit of a political episode, but it's not about parties. It's not partisan at all, and so I hope you'll keep listening. I recorded the audio from this live uh, on Facebook Live on the Facebook page for She of the Wild, which you can find at facebook.com slash She of the Wild. So the quality is a little less awesome than usual, but I think the content is worth it. Enjoy! Hi everybody, it's Beth. Um, yeah. So welcome to She of the Wild. Um, this is our Facebook page. I'm Beth Mori. Uh, if I haven't met you, hi. Um, I'm glad you're here. And I haven't done a Facebook Live on here in a really long time, if ever, and I thought that today would be the perfect day to do it, because today is Inauguration Day here in the U.S., which means that we're getting a new president and administration sworn in to the government here. And this has been, as I'm sure you know, because it's global news, uh, a particularly interesting and nefarious and, uh, for me at least, distasteful election season. And I'm going into the future feeling really nervous because of um, the promise of the current incoming uh, administration and the actual proven actions that they've already taken to dismantle the rights of many, many Americans and remove their health care and remove our safety and et cetera, dismantle education. Um, <clears throat> I find it all very disturbing. And maybe you don't find it disturbing, and I guess that's okay. Um, sort of. I'm not sure if it's okay. Um, this is not about a party for me. Um, when George W. was elected... I wasn't super pleased about it, um, personally, but it was okay. I mean, I was like, okay, well, we'll make the best, and it'll be fine, and it was fine. And I, um, I actually voted for McCain over Obama. So this is not about Democrat versus Republican for me by any means. It's about how our incoming president has very clear historically speaking, clear ties, clear similarities to past world leaders who have done terrible things. And the terrible things that it seems like he and his administration are going to do, they're going to affect everyone. It's going to affect the people who didn't vote for him. It's going to affect the people who did vote for him. Did I say that? Did not and did vote for him. There we go. (laughs) Um, 
everyone is going to feel it at some point or another, unless maybe you are very rich or white or male or all of the above. But most of us are not very rich. Um, About half of us, a little bit more than half, are not male. And a very good chunk of us are not white. And so that's a large percentage of the population. Also, it's probably not going to affect people who are heterosexual as much as those who are LGBTQ+. There's another letter that goes in there. I have to look it up. I'm behind the times a little bit. But the gay community is going to it's going to take a hit too. And maybe you don't care. That's fine. I think though if you do not care, She of the Wild is not the place for you. Um because She of the Wild is women about women using creativity to come into their own authentic power. And we don't come into our personal power by taking it away from other people. Um in fact, our quality of life is improved by making sure that everyone else has an equivalent positive quality of life, um, equivalent opportunity, equivalent freedom from discrimination and unfairness and systematic injustice. Um, that is the founding, it's part of the bedrock of She of the Wild. And it's part of the bedrock of my beliefs and um I don't practice them perfectly. I've had to learn a lot, you know, and I'm still learning a lot. There's a lot I don't know. There was a lot I closed my eyes to, either in ignorance or using the privilege of being a middle-class white girl slash woman. It's something I didn't have to confront, you know, like racial injustice. I didn't have to see it because it wasn't directly affecting me. So over the past few years, I've had to learn and had to choose to open my eyes and to go listen to the people who uh, were talking about it, you know, and I'm not doing it perfectly. There's more I could do. There's more all of us could do, probably most of us. Um, but what I am doing is I'm listening, paying attention, being willing to admit that I don't know it all and being willing to listen to everyone. And that includes our incoming in administration into our government. I don't hope that our, gov- our incoming administration is terrible. I hope that they're really great, and I just don't realize how great they're going to be yet. Uh, that would be amazing, okay? I would be so thrilled to be proven wrong. I would be so thrilled. That would be it would make me very happy. Um, I don't think I'm going to be proven wrong, and I'm very afraid that I won't be proven wrong. I feel personally afraid for my own safety and my own health, and I feel feel very afraid for the safety and health of many, many other Americans, as well as the world. This, this, this could shake up the whole world and not in a great way. At the same time, it could shake up the world in a very good way. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Because I don't know about you, if you've been feeling, hey, Patty, if you've been feeling um, similar to me, where you're like, wow, this turn the government is taking is really scary and historically if we look back at other you know uh societies that have chosen to go down this path or were forced to go down this path we can see and predict the outcome and it's not really great um so that personally it makes me very nervous and it also uh 
makes me despair a little bit. It makes me feel very heavy. Uh, I feel more prone to depression. I felt more prone to, de to depression since the election uh, results came out in November. And I find myself asking myself, what is the point? What's the point of me making art? And by making art, I mean any kind of creativity, okay? I don't just mean whatever you might think of when I say art. What I think of when someone says art is, you know, painting, mostly painting. That's what I think of. But I don't mean just painting. I mean the arts. Theater, television, films, music, um, writing, literature, other kinds of um, visual arts, like sculpture, um, ceramics. I'm sure I'm like barely scratching the surface of what the arts means, but that's what I mean when I say make art. I mean, whatever kind of creativity you practice, what the hell is the point when it kind of feels like we're going into this dark time, potentially? And again, I hope we're not, and I hope I'm super wrong. Yes, I would love to be super wrong. But what if we are going into this dark time? Let's just say we are, okay? What, why bother? Why bother with our art, right? That's what it makes me feel like. But what I'm remembering now as the inauguration comes closer today and we go, we step into this brave new world. Is that overdramatic? Possibly. It's okay. We step into this new world and this new administration where leaders are making choices that are against the best interests of the majority of the people that they're leading as we go into this time, actually, it's more important than ever that we make art. Um, because, one, the the integrity of our news sources might be compromised. It might not be, too. I'm not sure. But um, we might have to be more selective about the news sources that we, that we read and that we trust. Um, I don't know what the effects on those... Um, sources will be, but I know for sure that you can, um, you know, go and look up right now on Google the, um, the factuality, can I make up a word? The factualness of news sources, of a variety of news sources, and many people listen to news sources that are known to not tell us the truth. So, journalism is already being affected. It might be affected more. And so it's more important than ever that the people speak out. And I've seen this as I've followed the Black Lives Matter matters movement. Uh, the, real, um, the real source of information, unbiased information about Black Lives Matter is not major news sources. It's Twitter. It's Facebook. It's social media. That's where I have learned a super lot is Facebook and even more so on Twitter. Um, because now we have this great technology that I'm using right now, like Facebook Live, like uh, just taking videos with your phone. You can upload them to the internet. We have this new way of holding leaders and other people accountable. So that applies into our art, okay? So the art is a way that we can say, 
no to journalism that has been compromised. We can say no to lies that are being handed down by the government. And I know that most government officials maybe, I mean, I don't know if there is a government official who hasn't lied in some way, right? So that's kind of sad. Um, But the fact of, or the reality of our current system, at least, is that if you get to the very top of government in America, you had to make some trade-offs to get there. And so when I hear people being like, Bernie is, you know, super pure, he's not super pure. He's better than some alternatives for sure, but he's not this paragon, um, unfortunately. But still, a great, um, a great ally, I think. A great, uh, place to start, person to start with. It's great. Um, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, you get into government, you probably did a little mm, something shady to get there, right? At least a little bit of something, maybe, if you're, like, very at the the very top. Um, because you had to be endorsed by people who would pay for your campaign. Um, so we should take all all statements from our leaders with a grain of salt. But it's really interesting how the incoming administration has blown the lying like way out of proportion because we see our future president, our now almost current president, um, lying about things that happened an hour ago or a week ago that we have on video. You know, he's lying about stuff that we can go back and watch and say, no, you did that or you said that. Or this person did and said that. One example I'm seeing is that um, he's saying right now that um, there was no, there's never been a, a like an inauguration concert at the Lincoln Memorial, except that Obama did that. <laughs> and that's easy. It's easy to look up and see. Okay. So there's just this unprecedented, unprecedented, not unprecedented unprecedented level of lying happening coming from the very top which is disturbing on a number of levels and for a number of reasons but that makes it even more important that everyday people like you and I tell the truth and truth can be subjective okay my truth is going to be different from the next person's truth But if we're all telling the truth and if we're approaching it in empathy and with a vision of making America a safe home for all Americans and not just certain Americans, um, then I think, I believe, that truth-telling is very, very powerful. Even if those individual truths from person to person are different, okay? I'm not sure that makes sense. But if we can continue to communicate in a way that's not harsh, overly harsh for no reason or attacking, um, challenging, yes, attacking and libeling, no. Take heed, Mr. President. (laughs) Um, Then I think we could do great things. And my belief is that the role of the artist is to be the truth teller, okay? 
to tell the truth, to give words and images and songs and movement to people who can't or who don't know how to communicate their truth. And then art connects us. Art challenges us and it connects us. Um, often art can be disturbing, but if it disturbs um, beliefs you have that aren't accurate or they are harmful to other people unnecessarily, then that's a good kind of disturbing, okay? Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. The other major role, or one of the other major roles, I should say, that I believe the arts has, is um, to be a prophet, to predict to shine a light on the things that are broken. One example I love to bring up about, like, that exemplifies this is the Hunger Games. And really, this huge boom in dystopian novels, especially for young adults. We're seeing this huge, huge popularity explosion over the past few years of dystopian novels. And yes, dystopian novels have been around for a long time, but to have them be so mainstream and coming out so regularly, there's huge, a huge selection of YA dystopia available currently, and adult dystopia as well. But I see it more in the YA. And we have things like The Hunger Games and Shatter Me and uh, what was that other one? Oh, Insurgent. Is that what it's called? I think that's what... Oh, no, Divergent. And I think Insurgent's like a, the next book in the trilogy. Um, Divergent. All of these tales about the government, like the the um, collapse of society and kind of a big brother type of government taking over and making life difficult and unfair and dangerous for most of the people. There's some people who are exempt, some people who are more exempt than others, but not fully exempt and safe, and then a whole lot of people who are smashed down. So like The Hunger Games, if you've seen it, or you've read it. Um, we have the United States. There was some sort of major war. And the kind of big brother type of government won. And divided the country into districts. And then there's the capital. And in the capital are all the people who are living large and enjoying life. And uh, don't have much to worry about. But then in the districts, especially the farther away you get from the capital the harder and more destitute life becomes and more unfair um, and people are barely surviving. And then, um, and then things happen <laughs> to you know, the people rise up against that un injustice. Um, so I feel like um, the artists, the creators are the watchdogs. So we had the Hunger Games come out like what, like 10 years ago? Um, and now 10 years or maybe more or less, I'm not sure exactly. Um, now we have this government that, yes, it's not the Hunger Games in America yet. But we have some very disturbing similarities to other dictatorial governments in the past, in history, that if we allow, if we allow our government to continue going down the path that the current incoming in administration would like to take, it seems at least that they would like to take it, uh, it could be devastating and we could end up in a dystopian society.
the artists were saying, hey, are you watching? Are you listening? Here's some hope. Here's some passion. Here's some energy. If you like The Hunger Games, it's not just entertainment. It's prophecy and it's truth-telling and it's prediction and it's a warning. Okay. And one of the other important roles of the arts, especially in a society where freedoms and human rights are promised to be eroded, is beauty. We create beauty. We do create hope. And not just the challenging kind of hope like the Hunger Games, like, oh, desperate hope and gritty hope. That's important too. But we also just create beauty in a world that is becoming ugly and scary. It's important. We need beauty. I learned yesterday that our incoming administration is going to defund and dismantle the National Endowment for the Arts. It's not good. It takes the arts out of schools. Takes the arts away from people who can't access it otherwise. And takes the beauty away from us. And we need it. I mean, sure, we can survive without it. But life is less vibrant. Life is a little bit less enjoyable. Or maybe a lot less enjoyable. Things like trees and flowers and growing things. They give us things, right? They provide sustenance. They provide us oxygen. But they're also beautiful to look at. And that provides another kind of sustenance and nutrition. And the arts do that as well. They nourish the soul. And She of the Wild, our tagline, is growing the soul through art, right? Nourishing the soul through art. Nourishing not just your soul, but all people, all people. And so that is why it is more important than ever to make your stuff. It doesn't matter what you're making. Keep going. Creation is an act of hope. And that becomes a rebellious action. Okay, in a time where Human rights are at stake. Where injustice is promised. Where it seems like we're descending into some a society that's possibly more unsafe and more unfair. Creation is an act of hope. And we need it. And you need it for yourself. And the rest of us need it too. So don't give up creating. Don't give up making. Give yourself 10 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, an hour a day. Wow. What can you create in the world? How can you make this world more beautiful? How can you challenge people? How can you help them wake up? How can you help them keep going when it feels like there's no point? Or it feels really hard. Make your art. We need it. Thanks so much for listening to the She of the Wild podcast. For more inspiration and support for your creative journey, please visit www.sheofthewild.com.